Welcome back to the Yankee Nation podcast. Today is Wednesday, March 22nd. We are just over a week away from opening day. Uh, this week we got some news to catch on. Next week we'll be doing our over-under season preview episodes. Uh, so looking forward to that. Uh, we don't really have any new injuries this week, so that's that's good. After last week we had a, we had a lot to catch up on. Like one day um, rash. They all yeah. happen in one day. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I messaged Brian last night saying any day that goes by without an injury is a good day. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not worrying about things like Severino getting getting hit around in spring training. So, um, but uh, we'll talk a little bit a bit of WBC because I just sent it last night as well. Yeah. Um, but before we get into that, uh, Brian out in San Diego, how you doing? Welcome to spring. You know, I don't yeah. think you'd feel it. You guys were chill, a little chilly up there. We're a little wet and rainy out here. But uh, spring's here, so baseball's, you know, real baseball's right around the corner. And uh, mm-hmm. looks like we got uh, eight days until opening day right now. So uh, that yep. would be eight Yogi Berra days to uh, to opening day. Yep, uh, eight days. Um yeah, I, I'm excited because yeah. you know, uh, we, it's 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 funny. We still have some like big questions on the roster to answer. It's like who's going to be the shortstop? Who's going to be on the roster? And, yeah, you know, we'll get we'll get into that. But um, w, WBC ended last night. What were your thoughts on the uh, the last week of games overall? I, I, I mean that that USA Venezuela game was was great, and so was the Japan. Um, the Japan Mexico, Mexico game. Yeah, I think yeah. I think it's exciting baseball. Uh, you know, and uh, I, I totally yeah. agree with the with the people that say you know this is not this is not exhibition baseball. These guys were no. playing for pride for country. Um, it was so much fun to watch how everybody got energized. You know, Mike Trout mm-hmm. has already said he's in for the twenty twenty six series. So um, you know the. Um, yeah. You know, obviously, after that last at bat, he wants another shot at Shohei. Um, but um, you know, I think it, it, it was—it's good baseball. It really got everybody revved up over the whole week. I mean, uh, to, to see the countries that didn't make it out of the pool and how disappointed they were, you know, and, and stuff—it yeah. uh, was just—it was exciting. But I tell you what, the, from the time pool ball pool pool play ended to the time of the championship was like—it was like. Light fast as lightning. I could not believe that they had gotten through the quarters yeah. and already into the semis. Um, you know, as fast as they did after pool pool play ended. So yeah, yeah. I think the, uh, the format was a little different than the 2017 uh, edition of it. So I remember it was like USA advanced out of pool play, and then it was like another pool to advance to the yeah. semifinal. Yeah, but um, yeah, yeah. It was. It just went. If you're out of pool play, you go to quarter semi. It's just quarterfinal, semifinal, Done. championship, single yeah. elimination. Yeah. So, I mean, but the but the games were fun to watch. Um, yeah, I mean that Trey Turner, Trey Turner would have been oh, MVP yeah. of the whole thing if USA would have, would would have taken it. Um, you know, I hopefully, I, and this is a new thing. Like, it, it's been getting more popular each time they do it. And this yeah. this one is definitely definitely the most uh, watched. Yeah, uh, and, and you know I, I think this could 
influence even uh, could convince even more players to participate next time. And hopefully for Team USA, they get some of the top end pitchers to participate next yeah, time. Yeah, that was probably that's kind of what. Yeah. yeah, that was the toughest part is that they didn't have the A, the A game pitching the whole way through. You really didn't have any major major big name in there. And you know, of course, um, you know Nestor was designated. You know, he he was uh, going to play until he pulled his hamstring. Yeah, and and so uh, they would have had they would have had a few more. Yeah, and but they were always very super cautious about every player, every pitcher, you know, pitch count limits and stuff early on, um, and stuff. You know, I, I got to say though, um, watching Schwarber hit that moonshot last night, um, yeah. off of uh, you Darvish, it it reminded me of last year when I went to the Phillies Padres playoff and I watched yeah. Schwarber hit another moonshot. And I'm up in the third deck, and I'm telling you that ball never left. It never dropped below my eyesight, uh, you know, my eye line the whole time. And sure enough, last night's shot was about the same, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I remember that in, the, mm. <laughs> in that Phillies Padres series. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so, I mean, hopefully, hopefully next time around, USA's got someone like Corbin Burns or Garrett Cole on the mound instead oof. of Merrill Kelly. And yeah, it, it was like when watching USA, it was like, yeah, the lineup can slug with anyone. But I mean, Japan's pitching was unreal. Yeah. Um, and, and, he, and it was it was almost like you're playing. You're hoping after five innings, you out slug to them. And then the bullpen was good. Like they yeah. had like Devin Williams in there and they yep. had, um, you know, they had uh, what's his name from the Astros? I forget his name. The closer they, they, they have. Oh, bro, yeah. Presley. Presley. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Like the back end of the bullpen was good with those guys, but yeah. it was like you're just trying to outslug guys for the first five, six innings. And it's not like they didn't have their chances. They would get guys on base with less than less than two outs, and man, they have a chance. But you know, even in that last inning, you know, they get a lead off, uh, walk off a of Shohei, but then next thing you know, is double play ball, very yeah. beautifully executed double play. Yeah, yeah, and then. After Schwarbert that home run, it was uh, Trey Turner got on, and yep. I thought they would have him steal, but ended up not. All right, so yeah, yeah, the U, the WBC was fun. It was, it's it's going to grow in more popularity each time it happens. I think. I mean, last night has to be the most watched baseball game in history. I, I would think. Um, well, you know what else? You know what else it did? It filled my. It filled the Marlins Stadium. Yeah, it, you know how, that is one thing that the Marlins have a challenge with all the time is is uh, is playing before a yeah. crowd. Well, they, they had quite the crowd these last few games. Yeah, and they did they did a good job putting those uh, the Latin teams in the same pool in there in that stadium too, like the yep. Dominican, Venezuela, Puerto Rico. Yep, because those games were I, I mean those were the best crowds of the tournament. I, I would think. I think they were um, also some of the best games of the tournament too. The ones that they yeah. had, they had uh, uh, televised. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the uh, Dominican Republic Venezuela game was was super. You know, I mean yeah. that was that was a super exciting game. And then of course you never want to never want to have a, an over an overly big celebration when Puerto Rico loses. You know, Puerto Rico ends up uh, losing the, uh, the 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 famed the, the famed reliever for the Mets. So, oh yeah, you know, in the in the celebration yeah. as they as they yeah, watched. Edwin Diaz, yeah, Edwin Diaz, yeah, and then they had uh had Altuve went went out with a broken thumb as well. 
he got hit in the hand. Um, anyway, so we got we got some not new injuries, but some injury updates to to hit on uh, with the Yankees. Um, yep, some good news. Yeah, so uh, Carlos Rodon threw on March seventeenth. Uh, of course, he had the forearm strain. That was kind of the biggest thing uh, last week. The biggest injury. Uh, so he threw on on March seventeenth. Said he felt good. So that's uh, that's good news that he he's throwing and he uh, didn't didn't feel any uh, yeah. sort of setback there. They're still going to take it slow with him, and then they got to get him into yeah. spring training mode so that he can get himself into shape for the least season. So yeah, it'll be a while. Yeah, um, they say B- uh, Harrison Bader has progressed really well, uh, better than they thought he would. Um, optimistic that he could. Uh, make a mid to late April return um, and, and might beat the six week timeline there. So that would, be, that would be great. That would be less time than IKF is playing center field. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Well, well, well I, that was an inner thought. I should have kept it there. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Less time. Jo- less time. Judge is going to be in the center field as well. So which, which is also, we'll good. say that. Yes. We'll go, we'll go there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, there's another update is, uh, Jose Trevino. He's also, um, uh, well, he, he returned to games yesterday, I believe he, uh, I think he's scheduled to also play tomorrow and, um, you know, he had the wrist, wrist sprain, uh, last week and I'm not sure if he got the injection or not, but, um, but yeah, he, he, uh, it was good to see him get back into the game, back into game action. Um, he had two at bats yesterday. So. Yeah, so we had two at bats. One of them you said was a bunt. Um, yeah, and, and stuff. But and he did he have any throws to second? I don't know if he ever if he had to make a throw or not. Um, I think he did. Yeah, I'm not. Sh- I'm not 100 percent sure on because this is his this is his right wrist, which is you know the batting it affects his batting, it affects his throwing. But here, here's the other good news. Hagee's back now. Not at last night. Not at the WBC's yeah. over. Hagee's back. So you're going to see a lot of Hagee over the next few weeks. In the other next yeah. few days. Um, and then let yeah. Trevino get more rest. Especially because Hagee hasn't been playing that much because he's not a starter with Team USA. So. Yeah. My guess is he's meeting the team on the uh, on the uh, Ocean Coast. I guess they're headed they're headed over that way to play the uh, a two game two game never come back from Tampa series these next couple of days. Yeah. Um there is uh also an update on Tommy Canely. Uh he is uh taking it slow. I think uh Meredith Meredith spoke yesterday on uh on him attempting to throw and then it didn't really he just wasn't ready for it. So going to be a, a slow uh process for him. That's okay. Early start the season with with these guys nursing it and coming back, and then as we get get further in, you know, uh, I don't think. Well, we haven't started the season yet, but you know, they always say you can never win a championship in April, but you can lose one. And yeah. and so you know, we've got enough. We've got enough firepower in the bullpen and, and in the starting staff. We've got enough firepower in clearly enough firepower in the in the uh, position players, so right now we're yeah. still okay. So 
I'll, I'll let him nurse and come back. Yeah. Um, so now we get to some of the uh, roster decisions. Uh, it was reported that the Yankees had their pound-the-table roster meeting yesterday, whatever that – or uh, either today or yesterday. Uh, whatever that means, it happened. <laughs> yeah. Um, Boone says it's a good first step, and no decision has made been made on shortstop yet. So wouldn't it be fun? Okay, just going off here on the usual Brian tangent. Wouldn't it be fun if the Yankees had a fan fest where they had a pound the table session, and the fans came in and said, "You've got to play this guy. You've got to put Volpe at short." Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? Is there, no, I guess this is this is maybe one of the few meetings of the year where uh, our favorite president of uh, of the Yankees gets gets a chance to talk a little bit at the table, and then they say, "Okay, that's enough." <laughs> what are you talking about, Randy Levine? Randy <laughs> Levine, of course, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I'm not sure what it, what that meeting entails, but uh, would be. Uh, Kind of, kind of interesting to be a fly on the wall in there, but um, the good thing is they're not ruling out Volpe yet. I mean, we're a week away from the season starting. Yeah. Yes. I mean, uh, I think they're going to be leaving Tampa early next week, and you know the guys going north with the team, they're gonna, uh, they're they're making a stop in Washington. So, right. Yep. Playing um, the Nationals for a little bit. But, yeah, it would be, you know, they're a week away. They've already designated um, Jason Dominguez. Okay, he's going to minors. But they haven't made a lot of other decisions. And they've got to be able to – they've got to make a trade or just designate people for assignment or some, you know, DFA people. You know, something's got to yeah. happen here because there's a, there's a glut of people that, that could be playing position ball. Yeah, and, and that's even if they don't put Volpe on the roster. They still have – like yep. they sh still should arguably make a move. Um, yeah. Um, and, and, you know, if you, li you listened last week, you know who we think they should make a move with and who we, who we think they might make a move with. So, so um, yeah, they, uh, it looks like uh, third base is solidified after yesterday's two home run performance by Josh Donaldson. Um, they always like his defense, and then of course he has a 192 batting average the entire spring, but then has one good game. So that now he's now he's in. Um, but yeah, they've they, you know Glaber, Volpe, Peraza, um, IKF, uh, DJ is never going to be you know at risk. But there, there's a lot of guys in that middle infield that have got to be solved. That's got to be resolved. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, the next thing I have written down here is just Volpe talk because, you know, I, he has been, he's continued to be just fun to watch, been doing everything that you could ask for from, from him. Um, Great defense. Seven out of 12, seven out of 12 base hits or extra base hits right now. He's good on the base paths. He is um, doing. You're right. He's do, he's doing everything possible. You know, he's got an over. He's got a 308 batting average um, through last night. Guy's done everything he can to say you should be playing me. And uh, and the only thing that's a danger right now is he has options. Yeah, yeah, and he's not in the 40 man. So 
uh, they'd have to kind of make some moves there. Although they could put they they still got to put some guys on the sixty day IL, so they could move move him to the forty man pretty easily. Um, yeah, I am. Uh, this this is a change of course from last week, but I'm beginning to think that Volpe's going to make the team. Uh, I just think, uh, you know, he's playing shortstop like uh, over the last week or so more often than Peraza is. Um, they've split it evenly overall in spring. I think it's been nine each, uh, nine starts each at shortstop. Um, so uh, it's clearly between those two. Um, when you have yep. IKF playing center field, he's clearly out of the the, the yeah. competition there. Yeah, they already so. designated him as a utility guy. Um, but you, they're both making the trip to uh, um, to the uh, Atlantic Coast for these next couple of games. Um, there's also other players that made it, Stanton and others. So I mean, they're going. This is going to go down to the wire, and then then what do you do? You know? Yeah. One of them's. Gonna, um, I'm guessing one of them's got to go down, and I'm really thinking that Volpe's not doing it. And for, yeah, I, as I said last week, when when you were trying to guess the opening day roster and stuff, I just have a hunch Volpe's still still sticking it out. Yeah, I think. Uh, I, I think the move would be to, uh, if Volpe makes a team, you might have to put Peraza in AAA, which is unfortunate, but uh, that might just be what you have to do with the, the roster the way it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then you still have a glut. You can't carry, you can't yeah. carry IKF uh, and uh, all, you can't, you can't carry them all. Some, somebody's got to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be interesting over the next week here. What, what I, what I'm dreading is like the Yankees just put out a tweet. Volpe's been optioned to minor league camp, like right, <laughs> like, <laughs> right after like, you say goodbye, <laughs> like tomorrow or something yeah. like that, or, yeah. and then everyone just like freaks out on Twitter. Uh, yeah, it would be, it would be, it would be funny be, to watch people kind of melt down, but it'd also be frustrating. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, so John Boy, John Boy came out. They came out yesterday and said Volpe deserves a shortstop. Yeah, yeah. I listened to them yesterday mm-hmm. and. Uh, John Boy, Jimmy him, himself, he's not like he's not usually a guy who like buys into like the oh the prospect's going to get called up, but he he has he has Volpe on the opening day roster now in his prediction. Yep, yep. Um, so I, I mean, <laughs> I feel and you like can't, you can't you can't you can't say it's a competition, and then he clearly wins the competition if yeah if you're if it's just straight up. Taking yeah. everything into account, like that's uh, he, he's he won it. Mm-hmm. Like he he beat, he beat out Peraza if you're taking everything right in, in, into into account here. Um, so, uh, I, I I really hope <laughs> I really hope they that they follow through and uh, and uh, put him on and put him on the opening day roster. And if he's going to be on the roster, he's going to play. Oh yeah, yeah. I so, I actually have no I have no worries about him like not playing if he's on the roster. I, I think they uh, I think whoever is the shortstop is going to be playing pretty much every day. Um, I, I don't really have much worry about that. Um, 
Another another kid who's impressed this spring, uh, Jason Dominguez. As expected, you uh, uh, he was option to minor leagues. Um, he can still play in spring games, but um, hasn't hasn't really as much uh, over the last week. I don't think so. Um, yeah, there, I don't no. know what. Yeah, it's it's almost like once they made that decision, he stopped playing. Yeah, yeah, he. Um, he had a great spring. He did basically all you could ask for. And um, he'll, he'll probably start at double A. Maybe he played into, he played his way into starting at triple A. I doubt it, but within the realm of possibility. He, but he definitely played himself into the possibility of like getting fast tracked this summer, you know? Because like, if he carries this over to double A, then he's probably going to get called up to triple A pretty quickly. And if he if he carries it over to AAA, then yep, maybe maybe it's a late season call up. And that's what that's what they were earmarking. Once they sent him down, they said the really the situation. I think Brian Brian Hoke said this. Um, you know, uh, he has played himself into recognition for a potential September call up. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that'll be that'll be something interesting to watch in the minors over the year. Uh, uh, over the season, um, something that re- that's relevant that just came up uh, came up on my Twitter timeline this morning is uh, the Mets just sent down sent down Francisco Alvarez, who's like their number one prospect, and then uh, Brett Beatty is also still in camp. Uh, but John oh. Heyman says it's an uphill roster for uh, uphill battle for him to make the roster. Mm. So the Mets are sending their guys down. Yeah, it'll be. Uh, be interesting to see if the Yankees do the opposite. So they've been talking about these young kids for a couple of years now. What time to yeah. time to see them? Time to let let's get them play. Get them seasoning. Get get them game time, game ready, so that come October they actually play. They're ready to roll. Yeah, yeah. And I, I there was an interesting point made by by John Boy yesterday and, and Jake. It, it, you're real, you're relying on probably three rookies to contribute to a team that is hopeful to win a world series this year um, in Volpe, Peraza and Cabrera. Yep. You can't bank on all three of them being good. So you'd rather find out if they're going to have a good year early on yep. rather than have it be August and be like, Oh, call them up. <clears> and, we'll and then, then there's no option to like trade for someone. Well, if, if it doesn't yeah. work out. And the last thing you want is what happened to Peraza last year when he gets called up and he just sits, you know. Yeah, and, they, get, and, they gave him the Jeter 95 treatment. Yeah, you know? yeah. So so you don't want to have that either. You want to get the guy seasoned, ready to roll, you know, get him, get him in play. Um, they're just, uh, you know, the good news is it's a, it's a, it's a problem of riches and, and that, that they can, they can hopefully, Navigate well. Um, I'm, I'm thinking they've got to navigate. They, they potentially might be navigating some position players for a starter before the season rolls. It wouldn't surprise me if next week we're talking about them getting a new starter on staff and uh, and seeing two of the position guys on their way up. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be wouldn't be surprising. Of course, they. Had, I mean, we know Montas and Berdon are going to be out for start of the season, so they could use another arm. Um, we have some house tiebreaker quotes. He qu- he was on 
Yes Network um, talking during one of the games uh, with Meredith. So this is a quote he had uh, from just about the the prospects in general. So uh, it reads, we knew it was going to be exciting. It's just great to see all our young kids playing well, including Dominguez. The reality is when we've got young prospects already, <laughs> he misspoke there, and deserving of, of a chance, they're going to get it just like Judge did. So hopefully uh, he lives up to his word there. Um, uh, he didn't say when they would get, they would get it. That's the right, thing. Right, right. That's the thing. That's the thing. <clears throat> and yeah. I think he had something to say when, <clears throat> you know, when, <clears throat> when they're, when they're ready and when we decide or something to that effect, he, yeah. he threw some comment in there about, you know, we still have to make the decision to allow that or, or something like that from the coaching yeah. staff. So. Yeah. And he threw this in there uh, specifically about Volpe when, when asked if uh, it's possible that he could be the shortstop on opening day. He said, uh, anything's possible. Look, we're always concerned about our minor league players. Are they truly ready? Because this is not New York. This is not the regular season. So we'll just have to see. So, yeah, a lot of comments coming out about how New York can be a rough place to play. A lot more than usual. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's that's the way the off season started. I wonder where those comments really came from. You know, when they were talking about setting the stage of we may not get some guys back. Let's ask Andrew. Let's let's, let's ask uh, Andrew Benintendi. Andrew Benintendi. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, be, yeah. How will always? I, I, here's the thing: is I think I think I think Volpe will not fold under the New York pressure. And, and I, I don't see it. Like I, Somerset, New Jersey is pretty close to New York. So, <laughs> I mean, he's had, he's had pressure on him since the Yankees passed on those free agent, free agent start shortstops two years ago. Yeah. I mean, they talk, they've talked about him since then. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, I, I, I just don't see that being a problem for him the way he carries himself. Yep. Uh, so, and he's a Jersey boy too, right? Yeah. So he, yeah, yeah. You know, this is a, this is a perfect segue. Okay, go for it. <laughs> to, to, to Todd Frazier joining Yes Network. There you go. <laughs> Tom's River. Tom's River Little League World Series. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, <clears throat> member of the 2017 uh, team that almost made it, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's uh, going to be in the studio, not on, uh, not not in the game. He's not going to be in the booth for games. He's right. going to be doing studio stuff with Jack Curry and Bob Lorenz. So it'll be good. Welcome, welcome to the staff. Leave a phrase. So <laughs> yeah, um, so that's cool. Uh, also, I mean, some news about. Uh, I didn't write this down, but Aaron Boone's weekly appearance that he usually does with the radio. Yep. It's not going to be on the radio anymore. It's going to be with talking Yanks. So yep. that's going to be, that's going to be a, a interesting because it's a different dynamic. Cause those, I mean, Jimmy and Jake are, are, are diehard Yankee fans. They're not, they're not just yep. talking to someone who is just someone who is claiming to be objective, you know, who is, they're not journalists. So. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> it, it'll be interesting, you know. 
and, Boone and, said, and even Boone, yeah, Boone said they, they're they're misguided at sometimes. Yeah, so, I'll have to set them straight. Uh, you know, yeah. I was, he says it'll be good to come on and have the banter and everything, and sometimes I'll have to set them straight. So, <laughs> you know, yeah, and I think that, yeah. I think that's exciting. And you know, you gotta <clears throat> you gotta really love what uh, Jim O'Brien and Jacob done uh, with John Boy Media because you know they they're I think one of their biggest their 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 biggest signings was Trevor Plouffe. Uh, and he helped them connect a, uh, connect a lot of dots. And then getting Chris Rose was just a, that, that was just a, a huge, a huge get. So now, now, they, and, and of course they are, they have a weekly, uh, yes network segment now with, uh, um, they, they had, they started that yeah. last year. So, um, yeah, good job, guys. You'll get more than one billboard. <laughs> <laughs> Curious to see if they get a billboard this year. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be funny. Um, yeah. yeah. So that's that's some, some updates on Yes Network. You know, yep. Yes Network, Aaron Boone, media appearances, stuff like that. But get back. Um, you got you to gotta get back to your uh, uh, Gardner to Cole situation here. So Yeah. So there's, there's a story that came out from a couple of years. These are quotes from like a couple of years ago, but the story came out recently that the yeah. Yankees don't play, don't pay for playing Wi-Fi. Apparently, you can just buy a season pass at the start of the year, and then that, like, yeah. that's good. Then you're good. Yeah, but uh, but still, it's kind of, it's just kind of, it, it gives Yankee haters a reason to bash the Yankees again. <laughs> yeah. But the the funniest thing that came out of it was uh, was Brett Gardner talking to Garrett Cole. Saying it's your fault, your contract's too big, so they say so they can't pay for the Wi-Fi. Yeah. And I gotta ask, do you think, do you think Garrett got mad at that? Yeah. You know, he you think, like he did with the with the joke about the the sticky stuff. Yeah, uh, there's a there's a time he's overly sensitive, you know, and uh, and, and and stuff. But I think he might be past that now. Hopefully, hopefully Rizzo's done a, done a good job of saying, look, dude. You know, not everything is so. Stop taking the world seriously. You know, especially yeah. us. I, I think he did a better job last year. I think he was kind of uh, in his media appearances. He was kind of. I I kind of liked Cole's interview last year. So, uh, uh, overall, like like after Devers would homer off him, he's like, like he got any suggestions, guys? And you know, he's he's. I think he's been better uh, since then. Um, yeah, and and you know he's you know you have to learn to play in New York and 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 stuff in the team and I think you know what's going to be interesting is is the kind of comments they make to uh, uh, Aaron Judge now about his contract and how huge it is. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think he's already paid for a few dinners. I would bet. I'm sure. So, yeah. Um, so. That's all I got for this week. You ready for uh, history? I am. Okay. So uh, I've got three three pretty significant moments um, in, in life. First off, on this date in 1962, um, the Mets and the Yankees played their very, very first game. Okay. It was an exhibition game at Outline Field. And uh, Casey Stingle was, of course, the Mets' first ma- manager. And he also happened to be the, a former Yankee manager with to, took him to over ten titles, um, and I'm, I'm talking World Series titles. I mean, there were there were more American League pennants than that. 
And he was just, he's just obviously Casey Stingle is, is huge. And now he's huge, you know, because he was the Mets first manager. He huge in Mets lore. Did you know that that very first encounter, a team that would have go on to lose over a hundred games in their inaugural season actually beat the world champion Yankees? Four to three. I did not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Four to three. It was a walk off. Richie Ashburn, who in his own day was a really good player back then, uh, was brought into the game to pinch hit in the bottom of the ninth inning. They brought a big vet in to pinch hit, and he got a walk-off single and knocked in the winning run for the Mets. So, yeah, so that's one moment, of course, and Casey Stingle apparently had a few, you know, uh, really wanted that game. So just to, just to say, got you guys, and I'm still good. Um, then in 1972, okay, now got to remember, Pitchers would pitch 300 plus innings. They would they would be able you would you would it would you wouldn't bat an eye for a starter to go 10 11 innings in an extra inning game in this era back in. Uh, but in 1972, the Yankees traded a pretty decent outfielder, first baseman Danny Cater, to the Red Sox, an in division in league trade. Okay, for Albert Lyle, otherwise known as Sparky Lyle. And Sparky Lyle was one of the very first famous relief pitchers coming out. Okay. You had Lyle, then Goose Gossage, and then, of course, we all know Mariano Rivera, right? But Sparky Lyle came over from the Red Sox to the Yankees and um, became one of the best relievers of, of the era and actually helped lead the Yankees to three different World Series performances, one of which they lost to the Reds, and, and, and the other two they won. And, um, and uh, so he was, it was great. Had seven years with the Yankees. <clears throat> Again, famous for pitching two or three innings at a time uh, back then, which is what which, which is what relievers did, and he would close games out. He only had 141 saves for the Yankees. How many did Mariano Rivera end up finishing his career with? Of course, most of Mariano Rivera's were one inning, but he also had multi-innings. But you know, it's just a it's a, it's just a tremendous state of the. You can talk about the change and how <clears throat> pitchers used to, uh, you know, relief pitchers came on and it, it, they 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 stayed they stayed until the end of the game and stuff. But it was kind of yeah. neat. But I I was really becoming aware of baseball back in the late sixties and uh, and early seventies. And so Sparky Lau was one of my favorite guys. You knew when he came in the game. It was a shutdown time for the Yankees, and they were they were going to do well. Mm-hmm. All right, last event, <clears throat> and, and it just goes to show this one just goes to show that it's not just Brian Cashman. Okay, <laughs> in 1986, the Yankees signed a really really good starting pitcher away from away from the uh, White Sox, Britt Burns. He was a former 18 game winner. They had a lot of high hopes. The mid 80s is where the Yankees. It was Don Mattingly, and then everybody else. And stuff, and, and it was just that uh, they they couldn't quite get over the hump. And here's yet another reason: they signed the guy, he ends up um, have with a degenerative hip condition, never pitches for the Yankees, and never pitches again, unfortunately, and stuff. So it just goes to show Frankie Montas, some of these other guys that don't work out, Jacoby Ellsbury, and stuff. It's not just Brian Cashman; it happens to other GMs too. So, well. A hip issue reminds me of uh, Kenny Galladay. So, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, 
there's our segue <laughs> into the NFL world. So but, anyway, I wanted to add on to the uh, the Sparky Lyle talk. Um, he has a book called Bronx Zoo. Yep, I think it's a, a memoir. I believe yep. I, I read that book. It's one of my favorite Yankee Yankees yep. books. So if you need a if you need a, a recommendation, that's and you haven't read that one, you, you probably should if you're a Yankee fan. And actually, it might even include the quote from Craig Nettles. Okay. Craig Nettles said, I always wanted to be a member of the circus and play baseball. And with the Yankees, I got to do both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's some pretty, pretty good history moments this, this week. Yeah. Uh, uh, There'll be some uh, good ones next week as we start the season. So we'll get into yeah. real baseball moments. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be back next week with our over-unders um, and, and, you know, any news that happens between then. Um, we'll probably know the opening day roster by then, uh, the, the team that leaves camp. So uh will be interesting. Uh, thank you for listening. Tune back in next week, and let's go Yankees.